ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. I'm Bryson Foster, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Walton. We're here to recap all the action from two Crown Jewel events, and yeah, that's about it. We got a little more F1 action coming back up at Azerbaijan. Bryson and I were able to hang out in person, so that's just craziness to begin with, but uh, let's get into it. Yeah, we did. It was good to uh, see each other in person for the first time. And we were, uh, you know, at the races this weekend in Charlotte. Uh, and that's where we'll start. John Hunter Nemechek won the truck race um, at Charlotte. And John Hunter Nemechek is rolling. Uh, KBM is four for four on mile and a half uh, so far this season. Uh, so- Saturday, Ty Gibbs won the Xfinity Series race, his second career win in six starts. Um, and then he would turn around and win the ARCA race the same day at Charlotte. So Ty Gibbs, two wins, one day. And that brought us to Sunday with two ground jewel events. And it kicked off in Indianapolis with Helio Castroneves winning the Indy 500. That is his fourth. He'll join Al Unser, AJ Fort, and Rick Mears in the four-time club. That was pretty special to get to watch. And then Kyle Larson straight up dominated the Coke 600, winning all three stages, and then he was on to win the race. So Kyle Larson does it. And we're going to stay on Kyle Larson here, as with this win, Hendrick would break the record for the most wins as a team with 269. Ben, what an achievement, and they do it in dominating fashion. Yeah, all four cars were up front the whole time. They were quick. Chevys were quick in qualifying. Um, like you said, we were at the track. You were there for the truck race. Um, and then I got to the track of the last half of qualifying for the Cup Series. I mean, they were quick there. All Chevys were, really. And uh, I, I kind of thought, honestly, I was like, well, looking at how they are, I'm like, I feel like they're maybe not going to be good as in the race. Maybe they're just really trimmed out. Nah, I mean, they were Chevy pretty much throughout the whole top 10. I think the first Ford you could find was like ninth, and then they just kind of fell back. Penske had a rough day, but I mean, Hendrick continues to to put on a show, and I, I feel like they found something that uh, hopefully they aren't, you know, they're not going to peak too early, this early in the season. I guess we're kind of coming up on the halfway point, but yeah, it continues. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, staying on to the weekend, let's talk about the Xfinity Series race. A last-minute change for Sam Hunt Racing saw Brandon Godovic give up his seat because, you know, he didn't feel comfortable getting out um, at, at Charlotte because he's more of a road course ringer, and he hadn't driven on, you know, a mile and a half uh, in about six years. So Grant Enfinger would take his place. Sadly, though, Grant Enfinger would blow up after a good qualifying run. But uh, that was kind of a strange situation uh, that happened on Saturday. Uh, ben, you know, Josh Berry has been making his rounds, and he'll do it again this weekend for Jordan Anderson Racing in the 31 at Mid-Ohio. What are your expectations for Josh Berry getting out of junior motorsports car but getting into Jordan Anderson Racing car that has been very competitive with Tyler Reddick driving it the past two weeks? Yeah, it'll be tough for him going to Mid-Ohio. I don't think they're practicing as far as I know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Xfinity Series didn't go there last year because of COVID, so it'll be a challenge for him for sure. I'm not sure. Has he run on a road course this year? Because uh, let's see, uh, Paluto ran uh, the Daytona road course. Um, no, he he is not driven on a road course, so it will definitely yes. be a, a learning experience. Because you know, uh, like you talked about, Paluto has driven 
think the two road course races so far for junior motorsports, but uh, we'll see, you know, good, good for them. Uh, and it locks Jordan Anderson racing into the event because Josh Berry has won. So they will get to run this weekend. Uh, moving on, we'll go back to the Cup Series. Ryan Newman states that he wants to continue racing uh, amid rumors that Brad Keselowski could join the team to take that six car that he is currently in as a driver and an owner. Uh, but but Newman, you know, is saying that he wants to drive next season. Ben, I feel like it would be best for him to retire, but could you see three cars at Roush? Or if not, where do you think Ryan Newman will land? Yeah, they haven't hinted at it if, like, Kozlowski going there is going to be taking the six, which seems most likely, in my opinion, or they're going to make a third car. But I just don't know if Brad really has any funding to bring over because I think most of his sponsors are connected with Penske. So I don't think he'll be able to bring much over. But I'm not sure. I think I'm not really sure what team would take him. I guess we'll have to see how the rest of Silly season plays out, If what teams are going to open. If it's true that... Uh, you know, JTG and that 37 is going to shut down, then, you know, is that going to put them down to one car? Does Newman go to the second car? I don't really know. It's uh, it's kind of tough to tell right now. Yeah, you're right about that. He says he still wants to win a championship. He's not in his prime, though. He came closest in 2014 uh, when he was second to Kevin Harvick there in that Homestead race. But, man, I, I don't know if Ryan Newman is still in his prime. I personally don't. Uh, could you see maybe if Brad does leave, uh, the two would be open? Do you think Ryan Newman could sneak in there for about a year and, you know, go back to where it all started? Um, That's a good point. Uh, you know, he started off his early NASCAR career with Penske, so they could kind of do a, a, you know, a little reunion tour. Um, let's say this deal with Austin Sendrick still goes to the Wood Brothers for some reason, which from what it seems like, it seems like they're going to change that up. They haven't uh, specifically said if like Matty D is going to stay in the 21, but I, I think it's most likely that Cinder could go to the two. So maybe what are they going to do with that 21? Will Newman go to the 21? Who knows, man? Is Matty D going to get sped out? I hope not. So um, it'd be cool to see him do a reunion tour. I mean, I, I feel like he hasn't really been in equipment that's been top of the line probably since Richard Childress, honestly. Um, you could even argue Stuart Haas, but uh, uh, how likely it is, I'm not sure. Yeah, moving on, 23XI is reported to, you know, they, they, they want to add another car in 2022. Um, and that driver that they have interest in is Kurt Busch. Um, you know, Kurt Busch, the 42-year-old, is in his final year of his contract with Ganassi. And, you know, he, he could bring that monster sponsorship with him to 23XI. Uh, Bent thoughts on Kurt Busch maybe moving uh, to a Toyota. Yeah, it'd be really interesting. Uh, you know, again, that'd be a seat that would open up for Newman at Chip Ganassi if that ends up being the case. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting that they're kind of going after a veteran that's kind of on the back end of his career. But uh, I think, like you said, maybe that monster sponsorship, uh, if they decide to go along, could be really enticing for them. So uh, I think it'll be interesting. Um, they're, I mean, they're still building their shop right now. I think that's in Cornelius. So I think they're um, maybe just trying to get Bubba with a guy that's an experience to kind of evaluate the kind of where they're at with the cars. But again, this would be a move that would have him in the next gen car. So I guess it'd be kind of late for that. But uh, 
yeah, I'm excited to see how silly season continues to roll on. Yeah, next up, Ben Rhodes um, will make his cup debut at Sonoma. It seemed like a year that many drivers have made their cup debut, and he's going to do it for Spire on the 77. Ben, ben Rhodes has never raced at Sonoma. What are your thoughts on this move? A guy that is very inexperienced at this track, he'll get the nod this week. It's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, I think a big reason why they wanted to do this move was to obviously get him in the Cup Series and uh, – Kevin Belcourt, the crew chief, used to crew chief for Ben Rhodes in the truck series a few years ago, so they wanted to reunite them. But uh, Spire ended up having some loose lug nuts. I think it was maybe two or three um, at the end of uh, the 600, so they are suspending him for one race. So I guess it's a little unfortunate for uh, Ben having to uh, not have the crew chief he's had some chemistry with, but uh, you know it'll be tough. Um, like you said, he's never been to Sonoma. And they're not going to have practice, so we'll have to see how turn one's going to go for him. Uh, moving on, Michael McDowell um, came out last week and said he wants to stay at Front Row Motorsports uh, next season. You know, and I think he's done enough to do so, wouldn't you say, Ben, with a 500 victory? And, you know, it's been a great season. They sit 16th in points. They're locked into the playoffs. Um, you know, he, he doesn't really care about the money or moving to a new team. Ben, what do you think? you think McDowell's done enough to stay at front row? I think he has. I mean, he's like 16th of points. He's got to win. He's running pretty, like definitely better than they have been in the past. Um, I think having some consistency going into the next-gen car with your drivers and everything can uh, would be really helpful for any team going into 2022. So, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I hope he's able to stay, and I think he will. Moving on, Ben, you talked about the 37 maybe shutting down, but apparently Ryan Priest has made plans, and he he plans to run for the full season. Uh, I don't know if that will be totally with JTG or maybe if he'll jump to another team, but he does plan to run the full season. Ben, thoughts on this? Well, I mean, we really thought the 37 was going to shut down. That's been the talk around NASCAR. What are your thoughts on this? Ryan Priest wants to run the full season. Yeah, I think being able to run the full season and wanting to run the full season are kind of two different things. Uh, yeah, like you said, is it going to be JTG and then he'll flip over to somewhere? I'm not really sure what would be his best bet. Maybe Spire, if uh, if they can pick up some sponsorship, maybe he could run the 77. I doubt he wants to go to Rick Ware Racing. That'd be kind of an ugly move, to be honest. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out as well. What do you think about maybe a move to college for certain races? You know, they've fielded a car part-time. Do you think maybe they could get some more sponsorship together and run some more races in that 16? Um, that Yeah, that would be interesting. I think that that would be a good move for him. I think that would probably be his best shot at having decent equipment for sure. Um, I don't really know what colleagues' plans are for the rest of the year. I know they're doing the road courses and maybe like one or two ovals. Maybe that maybe it's the Daytona and Talladega that's left, but uh, I, I I still I feel like that'd be a little bit of a stretch to maybe add on more cars for the sixteen uh, without Ryan bringing some big sponsorship. Yeah, I agree with you as as well. There, twenty twenty two championship races uh, will be back in Phoenix, and they will be on November fourth and sixth, fourth uh, through the sixth uh, of twenty twenty two, and then they also announced this past week. Uh, that they will have full capacity at the championship races uh, this year. Ben, thoughts on the championship races returning to Phoenix? 
Uh, personally, I would have liked to hope that they would have uh, changed it up by now. I feel like two years at Phoenix has kind of been enough. I think there's better tracks out there right now. I mean, I like Phoenix, but uh, I just doesn't seem to have the same hype going into it. Um, I, I mean, I, I just really loved Homestead for the finale, but uh, I feel like they need to change it up. Personally, I guess Phoenix has put in a lot of money to start hosting it, but I, I sure hope that 2023 they reevaluate it. I'm not sure about you. You know, I, I thought the race last year was, was pretty good. Uh, for the most part, but it wasn't like Homestead where they were all really close. I mean, Chase won that race, but he he drove, you know, a- away from the rest of them. So I I don't know. I feel like maybe a revolving door of different championship races, different locations. I feel like that would be really fun. Um, maybe go to Homestead one year, go to Phoenix another year, go to Bristol, you know, another year just to kind of switch it up. And, and see where it is best, uh, and also can keep the drivers on their toes, I think. Um, but, you know, it's it's okay that Phoenix is is getting to do it again. I mean, the truck championship race was fantastic last year, um, and the Xfinity Series race had a good final restart, but the cup race stayed green, and it just wasn't really close or entertaining. So I, I have mixed feelings on Phoenix. Uh, next up, Timothy Peters. Parts way with uh, parts ways with Rackley War uh, in the truck series. He drives the number twenty five. He will not be back. Um, but Josh Berry, once again, we mentioned his name. He's getting. He's making it, uh, the moves. He's moving around. Um, he's going to get in the twenty five and drive at Texas, Nashville, and Pocono. And then there's a lot of other drivers that are in the mix to run other races. Ben, thoughts on this? He did not have a good run at Charlotte. They've kind of struggled. Daytona, they had a good run, but since then they've They've struggled. Thoughts on the former champion, Timothy Peters, out of the truck series once again? Yeah, I just don't think they're clicking out any good runs. And, uh, you know, he had that. I think you said it was an engine issue at the truck race. So that was pretty unfortunate for him. It's just kind of been a rough year for him. I don't know if they've really done much. So I I guess they're just trying to bring somebody in that's going to bring some extra money. I think it's a great opportunity for Josh, though. Yeah, moving on to the last piece of NASCAR news, Chase Elliott uh, will return to trucks once again with GMS. He's going to run that 24 at Texas. Chase Elliott last year ran some races with GMS. He got the victory lane at Charlotte. Ben, Chase Elliott returns. Thoughts? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's exciting for sure. I think he'll probably do really well. Um, anytime the cop guy's going to go to a mile and a half, they're going to be good, especially in GMS. I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to take on the trophy. Uh, and also some some news with SRX, kind of a different series. They've announced their sponsor of the series. It will be uh, Camping World. So Marcus Lemonis once again dips his toes in a different form of motorsport. But the SRX series, um, you know, will be will be this summer. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to have some former drivers such as you know Tony Stewart and Greg Biffle, and even Helio Castroneves, who won uh, the Indy 500 this past weekend, but Camping World is their major sponsor. So we already talked about Helio Castroneves getting into the four-time club with Unser Foyt and Rick Mears, uh, but Connor Daly is somebody we want to highlight. We've talked about Connor Daly, you know, quite a lot, uh, about how he has just struggled to get things going. Well, he was behind the wheel of the 47, the U.S. Air Force car, which honored the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, for ECR this weekend. He led 40 laps 
which is the most of any driver in the Indy 500. The Indiana boy gets up front. The crowd just came to life when he got anywhere near the front. Bad Connor Daly, though, he wasn't able to really finish where he wanted. He comes home 13th, but 40 laps led definitely has got to give him some confidence. Yeah, I was really excited to see him up front um, and doing well, especially for AJ Foyt. I think just I think we were kind of talking about it that uh, that crash with Ray Hall where the they didn't get the tire all the way secured. So once he hit the wall, they had a tire come off, and as uh, Daly was trying to um, get away from him, the tire ran over the front wing, and it was just kind of right on the nose. Um, looking at it, I was still kind of confused since we were all watching. Like, why didn't he pit and get that fixed? I think it had a bigger impact than they thought it would because he really, as soon as that happened on that restart, he just fell back. And I think any spots he would have lost to change that front wing, he basically lost on that restart within about 10 laps. So really unfortunate for him. I'm, I, I'm still not sure why they didn't come to fix that front wing, though. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you talk about it, Graham Rahal um, had probably the best strategy out of any car. He was in the catbird seat, I think, to win with about 100 left. Because uh, the rest of the teams had to make multiple stops. And, you know, he was getting good fuel mileage there in that Honda. And he just came out and they didn't put the tire on it. And it just fell off. And it was, it was, it was a bad crash, especially for Graham Rahal, somebody who has had to watch his teammate Takuma Sato win in the Indy 500. And he hasn't won in some years, but Graham Rahal was, was out of the running. But Ben, Chevrolet Power was really, you know, big in this race. You know, you had uh, Renus VK and Connor Daly running up front. Ed Carpenter comes home uh, fifth. Patricio Award in fourth. You know, the, the Chevys were really good, uh, you know, leading up to qualifying and in the race. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the Chevrolet power? You talked about how they seem a little bit faster, but Hondas get better fuel mileage. What are your thoughts on, you know, Chevy kind of, I would feel, coming back to prominence in IndyCar? Yeah, um, Chevy's kind of always been, past few years, like they've kind of put out a little bit more power on the ovals, but uh, Honda just seems to get better fuel mileage. Uh, I guess, you know, as uh, they lack a little bit of horsepower, but they're able to, you know, pull a little more strategy. That's kind of how it's been the past couple of years in IndyCar. But uh, yeah, I mean, they really showed it, which was really cool. Um, Ed Carpenter specifically was really good all weekend. Um, so I think that was a good boost for them. Um, you know, let, let's look at some notable finishers here. Santino Ferrucci for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, comes home sixth in the 45. Sage Karam, who had to uh, drive in on bump day, gets in, and he comes from back to finish seventh for Dry and Renball Racing. Uh, and then Juan Pablo Montoya, the two-time winner of the Indy 500 for Aero McLaren SP, finished ninth, and it was a really good run for Juan Pablo in the 86. Ben, out of those three I mentioned, which one is the biggest surprise and, and, and which one do you think deserves that pat on the back? Uh, I think all three of them did really well. Um, uh, especially Sage Karam having to come in on bump day. I mean, it's pretty hard to drive through the field. Uh, Will Power kind of was struggling all day. So, I mean, he really wasn't able to march up as much as he wanted to. So, um, I'd probably go with him of the three. Yeah, and then, you know, let's let's talk about it. You mentioned Will Power. Uh, outside of Power and Simona Di Silvestro, even though Simona is not a Penske car, Pareto Autosport uh, is an alliance is an alliance with Penske. 
Penske had a good day. They kind of got it together. Simon Pagno finished third. Uh, and he looked like he could have charged up to the front in the final laps, but just time ran out. Uh, but he finishes third uh, for Penske in the 22. Uh, you go down, you know, Joseph Dugarden comes home 12th. Not a bad run at all in, in the two. Uh, you know, Scott McLaughlin had, I think, a really good day and then just some bad luck on a pit stop. Forced him back to 20th, but he was running up front for the most part in the yellow submarine, the three, and then Power comes home 30th. Silvestro comes home 31st. Ben, thoughts on this? Penske bounced back really well in the race, which, you know, followed the theme of last year where they did not do good in qualifying, but they kind of came alive in the race. Thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I think I was surprised that McLaughlin was kind of the lead Penske guy for a while. Um, Pagano at the end was really quick. He kind of caught uh, Elio and um, VK at the end right there. Or was it Pelot. Kind of, and Pelot was up there as well. As well. Um, I was kind of surprised. I mean, he kind of marched up, but he just really, he kind of stalled out. He, he wasn't really able to make a move. I don't know if it was the dirty air um, or just maybe was waiting too long and eventually just like couldn't make a move. So um, it was a good bounce back for them, but I, I honestly expected them to, for new, for new garden to be quicker really wasn't um, power just kind of has had a rough few weeks. So just not a good luck for them. But McLaughlin really did impress me. He continues to impress me. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned there, Alex Pelot, he is the new points leader. Um, and he is, you know, just such a great young talent. You know, you give him some good equipment. He's the points leader over Scott Dixon. But Ganassi had a good day. Polo was second and led 35 laps. You had uh, Marcus Erickson finish 11th, which was a good run for him. Where was Scott Dixon, though? Uh, he finished 17th. Scott Dixon struggled mightily in the Indy 500. He had a pit road penalty that really just shot him in the foot. Uh, he finishes 17th, as well as Alexander Rossi, who I think Dixon and Rossi were both two of the major favorites to win this race, and Rossi comes home 29th. Ben, what happened to, you know, the pride and joy of Ganassi Dixon, and, and Rossi just was not there for Andretti Autosport. What happened to these two big names in the race? Um, starting with Dixon, yeah, I mean, that pit road penalty put him back pretty good. And, uh, I mean, once you get a lap down, it's so hard to get it back. It's not like NASCAR where you get the free pass to, um, try to gain back some track position. So that was tough for them. Uh, Rossi, I mean, Andretti wasn't anything special for sure. Colton Herta qualified well. He was up front. He was leading laps and just kind of faded back. Um, and I mean, Elio really surfaced up to the front. I mean, he was really good. Um. So, yeah, no, that's definitely puzzling uh, uh, for Scott to, to just not have a good run. But, uh, you know, I think the besides Elio um, getting the win, I think the young talent is just that much better right now. And uh, we'll have to see if that continues. Yeah, not much F1 news as we move into it. Uh, Valtteri Botas was blamed by Toto Wolf for the pit stop in Monaco that really took him out of the running took him out of the race, saying it was the driver's fault. He moved into the stall a little bit too early. Um, and then also, again, Valtteri Botas is stuck in Finland. So he may not make it to Azerbaijan this weekend to race in the F1 race. So, Ben, I want to get your opinion on both. 
Toto Wolf blames Valtteri for the pit stop, not the pit crew. And then who's going to replace Valtteri Botas if he can't make it out of Finland? I'd imagine they're going to put Russell in um, if they can get the clearance from Williams, just because that's what they did when, when Hamilton had COVID and he is uh, in the academy. I can't remember who their other reserve driver is, um, but I'd imagine since uh, Russell has been running the season, they'll probably do him if they can get the approval. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Valtteri Botas gets blamed to Monaco and he can't get out of Finland. It's just, it has been the worst year for him. I mean, the bad luck just continues uh, for the finished driver. Then as we move into the show wrap-up, three different road courses this weekend. And it's just going to be really interesting. Going to have a lot of turns and a lot of miles run. Xfinity is in mid-Ohio. The Cup Series is in Sonoma. And F1 is in Azerbaijan, like we previously mentioned. Uh, ben, you currently leave me right now in pick 7-4. Jonathan Nemechek's one at Charlotte. I gave you your 7th pick right. I sadly have a very small list that only forces 7-4. Ben, I'm going to try to catch up this weekend. Uh, I, your, your lead may be in trouble. I think all my picks are going to win. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. Um, I mean, it's hard not to pick John Hunter Nemechek in Truck Series. But, you know, I was actually really surprised that uh, Carson Hosevar really kind of gave it to him at the end. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard It's hard to bet, bet against KBM. But uh, another guy that's going to be kind of hard to bet against at a track he's won at um, in the Xfinity Series at Mid-Ohio, I'm going to go with Austin Sendrick because he's just been so great at the road courses. I think Almondinger will give him a run for his money. But uh, they both have wins there, but I think – Cindric will become the first two-time winner there. Yeah, Carson Hosefar did had a really good run. Austin Cindric, that's a good pick. You can't go wrong there at Mid-Ohio. But, man, I think I have the better pick. The guy that is running a hot streak right now. Ty Gibbs goes back to victory lane to get his third career Xfinity Series win. Ty Gibbs at Mid-Ohio is my pick. Ben, we move from Mid-Ohio all the way out to sunny Sonoma, California uh, for the Cup Series race. Who you got? And I'm going to go with Mr. Rowdy Bush. Um, wasn't really anything spectacular in the 600. He's won at Sonoma in the past. I think he's due for a good domination. He's kind of a quiet road course specialist, you know, and uh, I think he's going to get it done. Out of both of us, Ben, we've only got one Cup Series pick right, and I was the one that got it at Coda. Chase Elliott won at Coda. He'll win again at the road course. He's a great road course driver, and he's never won at Sonoma. I think Chase Elliott's going to get it done in California this weekend to get his second career win, and I think Hendrick continues their hot streak, and they get 270 on the win chart. Ben, your, your F1 pick hopefully will, will make it to the race. Uh, but who you got at Azerbaijan? Yeah, if they're going to quit blaming him for the tire and maybe uh, you know try to give him a good pit stop and even get to the track, like you said, uh, we're going to go with Valtteri Botas. He won there two years ago. They didn't um, run last year because of COVID, but uh, I think it's a re it's some redemption. You know, He's getting blamed. He's had a, that weekend at Monaco. I think he's hungry if he can get to the track if not, then I guess I'll have to revalue my pick. <laughs> what a turn of fate that would be for Valtteri Botas, who, you know, he, he, if you watch F1, you hope he does well, um, and hopefully he can get to the track and win that race. But 
I'm gonna go with the points leader, man. Max Verstappen is red hot. They got a big win at Monaco. Red Bull is the Constructors' Cup. He leads the Drivers' Championship. Max Verstappen keeps it going. We get back to victory lane at a track that is very strong for Red Bull Racing. Ben, final thoughts or opinions from this past week or the upcoming race? Um, yeah, I mean that Indy 500 was super exciting. Um, it was just great to be back in the Charlotte area and go to the track and kind of start to get things back to normal and uh, I'll be back soon so I think that's excited for uh, both of us now. Yeah it was great to have you back Ben and you know uh, the, the podcast has been something we've enjoyed doing and uh, hopefully when we get back in person we'll be able to grow it a lot more. It's very exciting times in the world of motorsport as well as for the Burning It Down Racing podcast and with that ladies and gentlemen we're going to sign off. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.